Blog Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christina Matrakis, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. For those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today, I have another special guest to help me do just that, Vicki Carroll. And let me tell you a little bit about Vicki. And I have to say up front, Vicki said, please don't read this long bio. (laughs) And I would say, this is not a very long bio. And because I talk very quickly, I'm going to read it. So Vicki is an author, national speaker, trainer, and empowerment specialist. She's a highly sought-after author and national speaker. She's a master at motivating and empowering diverse audiences. Her presentation style is informative, interactive, and guaranteed to captivate your group. Her innovative approach and strategy driven and based on the latest professional development trends. She's highly effective at helping individuals identify their resistance level to change, overcome roadblocks to their success, decrease stress, and increase personal and professional productivity. Her presentations are described as cutting edge and life-changing. She is the president of Vicki Carroll and Company, the creator of the Empowerment Project, author of Switching Lanes, co-author of Chloe's Closet, and has recently written puzzle pieces. While living back east, she co-founded Two Balance Incorporated and Mother Daughter America, national movement to reconnect mothers and daughters. Vicki holds a degree in business administration and marketing. She is married. She is a mother of two grown sons and lives with her husband in beautiful Utah. Vicki, welcome to the Faith Decography Radio Show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be a part. I'm so glad you are. And for those of you who've been following me for any period of time, Vicki's name should sound familiar to you because she is my first, second time guest. Wow. I think you are. You're the first person. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. to be invited back. I appreciate it. And I think it was about a year and a half ago um, when you were on my show. It was, it was a very different format. Mm-hmm. At that time, but, um, I like this format better, and we're just going to have great conversation. So, what I want to do first is what I always do with every guest is tell us something about you that wasn't in your bio. Well, I'm a morning person. I think, Christina, you and I have that in common. Um, I wake up early. I've written all my books early in the morning. I'm most productive in the morning, and my family knows and my friends know that by 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, my brain is shutting off, and I'm not nearly as fun to be around late at night as I am early in the morning. So, Yes, so I am a morning person, as are you, and yeah. it's important that we recognize that. Well, you know, here's what I'll tell you. I am actually not a morning person. Oh, you're not? I, I am not. Were. No, no, I am not a morning person. I'm not sure what time of day person I am, because I can be grumpy or happy at any point in the day. <laughs> well, it's a personal choice, so, you know. So the you choose to be happy, I'm sure. Okay. Yes, I do. The problem is I get up early, and then I stay up late. 
So then I'm just tired. It's really not a perfect. This is a, not you a good. You need to find ways to restore because sleep is important. It's, but it's I know very most important. of us, there's just not enough hours in the day. So it's true. It's true. And you know, um, and, and it's funny that you were, we kind of ventured into this area of conversation because when you don't get sleep, you get grumpy. And I can speak from personal experience. And one of the things we're talking about today is. The science of positive thinking. So when you're already tired <laughs> and, and you're like me and you, and you get grumpy when you are tired, it's hard to be positive. It is. And you're, you're going to um, probably find yourself marinated in, marinating in negative. Um, so every single day I think it's important that we analyze our thinking process, our behaviors, our habits for negativity because society and science tend to focus on the negative emotion and sideline the positive emotion, and we have to recognize that positivity is a choice. So it's how we think and what we focus on, but we also need our sleep. I would agree with that completely. Let's talk about negative and positive emotions. When people think positive emotions, your first thought is happy. But that's not the only positive emotion. No, and I think it's important to recognize that Traditional science focuses on negative emotion simply because negative emotion creates a lot of grave problems for society, ranging from phobias and anxiety to depression and suicide to a host of self-related disorders, which is what most of us can, you know, connect with is that stress piece. But due to that, positive emotions are sidelined. So it's important that we realize that negative emotions and thoughts Really, people hold on to those and quickly dismiss positives. It's actually a five-to-one ratio where it takes five positives to cancel one negative. So absolutely, it's, it's more than just being happy. It starts with that choice of what you're going to think about because we have 3,000, about 3,000 thoughts a day and we need to step aside and say, wow, today am I having more positive thoughts then negative thoughts because then that transfers to action, which is the outcome of being happy or not happy. That then really creates productivity for us and so many other kinds of behaviors. But it all starts with that thought and emotion. Everything starts with the mind. I, I yes, find myself saying that so yeah. often. It really does start with the mind. And, and I think a lot of times when we're negative, we don't. We always think we're negative because of someone, because of something. And you said something earlier, which is we have a choice. We have a choice. It's our own personal choice as to what our perspective will be on it, really every situation. Would you agree? It all comes back to perception, absolutely. And only we can change, can change our perception because we know perception is how we interpret the world around us, mm -hmm. and it comes back to us. We are the ones that have to manage and monitor those perceptions, which then drive thought, which then drive action and uh, the emotional components. How do you get people out of the blame game? I would be you happy know, if... That, that's interesting. It's, it's a personal choice again, and I really see the blame game as so counterproductive. And when we are about the blame game, we're simply being um, excuse-driven mm -hmm. and not solution-driven. So 
it's it's important to also, as we're talking about the blame game, that really drives negative emotion. And we know that negative emotions have a real adverse effect on our health, our outlook on life, because negative emotion narrows your mind. And you have a tendency to focus on fear, despair, and anger. And so negative emotions prevent us, our brains, from viewing positive options. So when you feel an increased amount of negativity in your moment, you spiral downward and your behavior becomes rigid. You begin to feel burdened and depressed where positive emotion does just the opposite. It helps us cultivate um positive feelings, we move out of the blame game, we become much more, you know, strategy and solution driven, and it increases productivity, improves our health, and helps us to be at our optimal in functioning. So positive emotions are markers for not only optimal, optimal well-being, but also produce optimal functioning for us. Let's talk about the, the health benefits for just a minute. What are some of the what are some of the the, the tangible, I guess, um, symptoms of people with negative emotions, chronic negative emotions? I would say. I mean, everybody gets negative every now and then, um, and then those who have harbor you know positive emotions most of the time. Well, I think it's important that we actually look at what negative and positive emotions, how they affect our brain. So let's look at the negative first. Negative emotions on our brain, um, let's just use an example that probably most of us can relate, relate to. Maybe we're having an argument over household finances with our spouse or partner. Well, in doing so, you begin to feel threatened, either your self-esteem or your spending habits. And so your anger and frustration begin to consume you, which um, you're no longer feeling um, flexible. You become very rigid in your thinking and very inflexible. And when that happens, what what occurs actually is you become very stressed mm -hmm. and your fight or flight response takes over. So negative emotions narrow your mind and your focus and your thoughts due to the release of stress hormones and survival instincts take over and you want to attack or flee. So that's why when you're in any kind of situation, whether you're being chased by a bear in the forest and you're running for your life, or you're having an argument with a coworker, a spouse, a teenage son or daughter, your brain doesn't know the difference between running for your life from the bear or having that argument. Mm. Those stress hormones are released and your brain shuts down to it's all about survival. And when it's about survival, we either go two directions. We want to attack, which would be an argument, or we want to flee by saying, I can't talk about this, I don't want to deal with this, of which neither are productive. So negative emotion causes us to close off to options, collaboration. We've become very rigid and inflexible because we're feeling some type of threat, either physical emotional or mental. Positive emotions, on the other hand, allow us to transform ourselves for the better. It sets us on a path to flourish. Um, when we focus on positivity, 
we're able to collaborate, we're open to different viewpoints and solutions. And it's interesting, Dr. Barbara Fredrickson has spent over 20 years um, studying positive emotion, and her broaden and build theory provides research to support that positive emotions move people forward, helping them to open their minds, explore new interests, new ways of doing things, they're more productive, ultimately happier, and it comes down to focusing on positive words. So if you're involved in some type of threatening situation, like um, just feeling overwhelmed by your daily to-do list or overwhelmed by a sales presentation you're trying to get ready for at work, Rather than focusing on, this is overwhelming, I'm not going to get it all done, how am I going to be able to figure this out, I don't have enough hours in the day, that's spiraling down, that's closing off. You want to focus on positive things, um, positive words. I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to pre present. I'm really grateful that I have an, a, a partner that I can work through things with. I really feel a lot of love for my job. I want to do the best that I can. By focusing on positive words that create positive emotion, you move yourself out of that fight or flight, attack or flee way of thinking and feeling. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And as you were describing the fight or flight with the negative emotions, I never thought of it in the way of when you flee, if you're having an argument saying, I don't want to talk about it anymore, for example. That is something I never thought about as fleeing. When I think fight or flight, I'm literally thinking run. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just like, like you're shut down. And, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with pausing and saying, I need a moment to, to think about this or can we get back together and, and, and look at this when, I, when my mind is a little clearer. But generally when we fight, we either become very aggressive in our communication, which can become very you know, demeaning, um, or we just we just throw up our arms and say, I can't deal with this, and our plan is to run and never come back and address it. Because it's all about solutions. Am I being solution-driven or am I being excuse-driven? And an excuse would be to run or to fight mm -hmm. rather than to be collaborative where at the end of the situation, it's a win-win for both people. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, you know, negative emotion is a natural response. That's mm -hmm. what we need to remember, that negative emotions are natural because when we feel that we're being threatened emotionally, physically, whatever, those, those, those fight-or-flight hormones are released, and then how do we bring ourselves back around to see the positive? And it's interesting because Dr. Fredrickson has identified 10 emotions that help us to flourish. Joy, gratitude, serenity, interest, hope, pride, amusement, inspiration, awe, and love. So if we're in a situation where we're feeling very consumed by negative emotion, if we could just grab onto one of those positive emotions, it comes back to perception. Mm. If we perceive the situation as joyful, as hopeful, as prideful, as as awe-inspiring, we are going to have a very different physiological response, and we will not not spiral down, become rigid, negative. We'll be much more productive simply by changing perception and using positive emotion, thoughts and words to trigger then positive outcome and positive action.
That makes so much sense. Say those say those ten again. Joy, gratitude, serenity, interest, hope, pride, amusement, inspiration, awe, and love. And my favorite is gratitude. Mm-hmm. When I really feel like I am being pressured for whatever reason, feeling stressed, and I begin to be, you know, I'm, I'm no longer using um, um, constructive coping. I begin to use defensive coping, doom and gloom approach. I, I grab onto gratitude. What am I grateful for today? Grateful for my health. Grateful for my job. Grateful for my talent. You know, and it, it just all of a sudden moves me into constructive coping by by shifting perception and perspective and constructive coping is all about resiliency and utilizing personal resources and you know undoing resentment like oh I can't get this done I don't you know poor me poor me mm-hmm. that that's those are emotions that we want to try to avoid even though they're very natural and I think that's the point that I really want to make is that negative emotion is natural. Mm-hmm. It's just then we do have a bil- our ability to control that and to flip that to become more positive because positive emotions are essential to optimal functioning. And so we begin to undo negatives and resentment and, and all those those things that drag us down simply by thinking of one of those ten words which triggers positive response. There are some people I would say that I have met in my lifetime who are truly just happy. They're yes. happy, they're content, all is right with the world all the time. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little sickening is so right with the world. But do you believe that some people just genuinely don't don't have that negative mindset or what do you think? Yes. In fact, I just posted an article on LinkedIn called It's All About Happiness, Color Color Your Life Happy, A Must Do. And science tells us, research tells us that there are some people that simply are destined to be happy. There's three strong predictors of happiness. Through research, they found that feeling loved, being involved in loving relationships, um, boosts happiness, belongingness, belonging to social groups, social interaction, boost happiness um also job satisfaction you know are you satisfied with your job whether it's a stay-at-home mom or a corporate environment whatever are you finding you know um joy through job and then genetics genetics do play a part it's that comes back to that temperament and personality that dna um and some people are just kind of destined they are based on how their brain is wired and the culture and environment they've been raised in. They just have a tendency to be happier. And they're finding that there's some personality and temperament traits that lean towards happiness a little more than others. The more outgoing you are, the more social you are, the little more extroverted you are. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're introverted, you can't be happy. But, yes, genetics definitely plays a part. Yeah, I would say. I was listening to your predictors of happiness, uh, feeling loved, belonging, job satisfaction. In this age of social media, where there's a lot less personal interaction, but everybody feels the need to be liked. I mean, think about it. Every every social media has some aspect of like me. You know, friends on Facebook, 
Um, you know, follow me on Twitter. If you like my post, retweet, like, whatever. And I think a lot of times our youth get caught up in the fact that because someone liked their picture that they now have relationship and that they're, they belong because someone liked something on social media. I agree. And I think it's that we live in, in a society that's very immediate um, and also very disposable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when your phone breaks, you just get rid of it. You don't have it fixed or if something goes wrong with an appliance or whatever. It's it's we live in a very disposable and it's a very immediate um because of um technology and so I think we need to really understand the difference between pleasure and positive emotion. Pleasure is something that's associated with a with what the body and mind needs now. So if you're standing in the hot sun and you feel extremely thirsty, boy, a glass of cold water tastes really good and creates a pleasurable feeling. But it comes back to what I need, whether it's it's emotional or physical, where positive emotion is very different. It tells you what you need emotionally and mentally and what your future self may need, but it's centered on meaningful. That's the key word. Meaningful circumstances are personal, like receiving a special gift from a friend or a kind compliment from a work colleague, which is face-to-face connecting. So pleasure is fleeting, and it's not necessarily face-to-face, where positive emotion is derived from meaningful circumstances that are very personal and much more longer-lasting, because they're triggered by your perception of that current event, where pleasure is just getting what you want right now, Mm -hmm. like five likes on Facebook. Right. So if we understand the difference between pleasure and positive emotion, that pleasure is more fleeting um, and positive emotion is much more in-depth because it's that, that... connecting it's that that personal connection where you actually spend time to get to know someone not just click the button right in this in today's society where we are so um, immediately driven how do you speak to youth about the value of positive thinking that is driven by those 10 things that you've mentioned those those ten um, attributes, top ten. Emotions. Well, well, I think that um, we each need to use it because I do a lot of um, uh, work with college uh, seniors getting ready to create their brand and and perform well in in the interview situation in an interview environment. And I found Christy that so oftentimes the 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 social skills and the communication skills are lacking. And it's because of the connection Mm -hmm. that so much of their connecting is the typing a few words and pushing a button, sending a text, writing an email, instant, you know, messaging. And it hasn't been face-to-face. And some people are naturally um, good at communication. It's it's a talent. It's a skill. But for most of us, it's something that we learn from the time we speak mama dada mm-hmm. at a very young age. And those skills are groomed and enhanced as we are placed in situations to have um, communication with others. And 
when we're not given that opportunity because everything is done through through technology, um, they're inept. They're they're not as skilled at it, and so we have to step back and and teach some of those skills that weren't naturally. Um, um, groomed over many years of doing it from age, what, two to age, you know, 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that they're, they're really behind the power curve when it comes to creating their brand and being aware of all of the media sites they've been on and all of the pictures they've posted and things they've said have been part of the brand that they have been creating because their name is their brand. And so I teach them to be very aware of social media, what they post, what they say, how they say it, pictures that are posted because that's a big part of who they are and their brand when they go to get a job. Mm-hmm. And there is a lack of, of ability to have effective communication. That is something be, that is, you know, because of, of social media. So really what is critical to happiness, health, and well-being? We need to identify what's essential in our lives to help us feel happy. You know, happiness is a personal choice. It's strongly influenced by those factors that I mentioned, but it really begins with emotion, and we choose to color our life happy every single day. It comes back to choice, and when we're having a day that's not optimal, which we all have, Mm -hmm. absolutely, life can be a challenge. It's choosing positivity and falling back on one of those top ten emotions, even writing one down on a sticky note and attaching it to a bathroom mirror or a whiteboard at work or your dashboard on your car, um, taking time you know, learn a new skill, to exercise, to eat correctly and, and, and be healthier, time built in your, your day to play a game with your children or watch the sun rise or set, finding passion, feeling joy, and beginning to benefit from positive emotions is just essential for every single one of us. And understanding that negative emotion is natural, but we do have ways to turn off that switch. Mm-hmm. And the way we do it is through choice and and those one of those ten words, focusing on one of those ten words that creates emotion within ourselves because of a past memory or a feeling for someone or a feeling for a passion For me, it's gratitude. For someone else, it might be, you know, joy or awe-inspiring or whatever word works is important to to grab onto it. That's good. That's good perspective and good advice for folks. Well, Vicki, as I knew, we wouldn't have any problem filling up the time. (laughs) We haven't, but I think we've given lots of great advice certainly covered all kinds of ways that people can detox their emotions and find ways to flourish through positive emotion. Absolutely. Well, tell people how to contact you and what what else do you have going on? Well, my new book was released um, last uh, spring, Puzzle Pieces, and it can be found, thank you, it can be found on Amazon or on my website, um, VickiCarroll.com, and I'm sure that you'll probably publish the spelling of my name because V-I-K-K-I-C-A-R-R-E-L, but they go to my website, they can also 
discuss my um, my new book and read about it. It's it's about how our life is a puzzle. We all have missing pieces, and how to find those missing pieces that create balance and joy and help us be more productive and just embrace each day and appreciate the opportunities that come our way, even though they might be challenging and stressful, that we have ways to work around that and move from a, an excuse-driven perspective to a solution-driven perspective based on positive emotion. Very good. So VickiCarroll.com is how you can reach her and see all the other things that she has going on. I encourage you to pick up a copy of her book as well. Again, the title of that book is Puzzle Pieces. And I want to thank you, Vicki, for being yes. my second-time guest. The first, I loved it, and I guest. hope there'll be a third because <laughs> I always have information to share that I hope is helpful, but I certainly um, support what you're doing and enjoy being a guest and having interaction with you. So appreciated. No problem, no problem, and thanks again. And thank you all for listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show with me, Christy Demetrakis. I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis, and I have two Facebook pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.